the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. All right. Well, hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Three hours of the best conservative talk and conversation in America. I guarantee it. And we're going to have a great day, everybody. Uh, by the way, happy International Women's Day. Could somebody make me a sandwich? Uh, we got some great guests coming up. Liz Peak is going to be here. Also, we're going to be doing a radio roundtable fe- featuring the queens of the radio. No, no, they're women. No, Dylan, they're women. They're biological women. We're talking about Mary Walter and Denise Quinn from our great affiliate KYKN. So the queens of the Todd Stearns radio program will be here a little bit later on. Also, Jim Jordan is going to drop by, and this is going to be a big deal. Uh, We have some breaking news information about the Federal Trade Commission investigating Twitter and Elon Musk. Uh, it is some pretty crazy stuff going down, so we'll be talking with him in the next hour of the program. But I've got to start with something that happened yesterday in Memphis, Tennessee. And ladies and gentlemen, you know that uh, we we talk about issues that many others flee from, and they get triggered by this kind of stuff, but, but I believe we have to have these conversations. For the past decade or so, you've got a generation of American young people who have been indoctrinated inside their public school classroom. And we've got to call out this critical race theory, especially when it is played out in a public arena. And that's exactly what happened yesterday at the Memphis City Council meeting. Now, you need to understand something, um, and we're going to play the audio. We have the receipts, ladies and gentlemen. We do not talk out the wazoo on the Todd Stearns radio program. We know of what we speak of. Yes, I know that's grammatically incorrect, but bear with me. So anyway, they're having a big meeting at Memphis City Hall. They want to crack down on the police. We're run by progressives. And they, sure enough, implemented all of these uh, procedures. Folks, it's, it's, it's a war zone here. If you come here, you better have, don't, no, don't bring one gun. You got to bring two, uh, at least and, uh, get the wife, make sure she's got one, uh, in her clutch for uh, International Women's Day. You got to come loaded for bear if you're coming into our city. God help us all. So anyway, uh, you've got all these leftists out there. So they had a bunch of people show up at the city council meeting. We sent KWAM reporter Ben Dieter uh, down to cover all these shenanigans, and uh, Ben joins us here in studio. And for the sake of our discussion, Ben Dieter, you identify as a person of the Caucasian persuasion. 
That's correct. All right. Very and, good. and I am a man. So uh, I, uh, all right. Just throwing that out there. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> so you're at this meeting, and there are a lot of these BLM black activists out there, and they started attacking white citizens in the audience. Honestly, I thought we had turned a page back to the 1960s. I mean, truly, I have never seen open racism like I did yesterday in Memphis, Tennessee. And it's racism black to white. That is correct. And what they're, they're calling it white tears because what the listeners may not understand is you had a lot of victims of crime that were at this council meeting. Yes, they were there to support law enforcement, but a lot of them had been victims of the out-of-control crime that you talk about on the show. One of them was an aunt of a kid that was shot at a college here in the Mid-South. She shows up, says, if you defund the police, it's only going to be worse and it could be your family. One activist gets up right after this family member speaks, looks at the woman behind her and says, I don't want to hear about your white tears. Yeah, I mean, imagine. Just, yeah, we've got and we've got all the uh, the audio we're going to be playing here. What is it? Uh, another activist. Uh, there's this group called was it Defecate Memphis? <laughs> Decarcerate Memphis. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, no, De- desecrate just, Memphis. No, I think you said something very different. Oh, defecate Memphis. Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so defecate Memphis. Uh, they actually called what they call them Karens or something. Boot Blue, lick, boot licking Karens. Blue. Blue Lives Matter boot-licking Karens because they were white women and some men in there. So there were a lot of, yes, there were a lot of people in this, I mean, hundreds of people at this at this meeting, and uh, the black activist went off on the whites. I thought it was interesting. They also went off on the police department for getting training, for being trained in Israel. So it was open season on white people and Jews at the Memphis City Council meeting yesterday. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, everybody except them. Anybody that was an extreme Antifa, BLM, radicalized leftist. I mean, these people are unfortunately controlling a lot of the policy in our city. That's it's the problem. Stunning. And this kind of crap's going on. It's been going on for years in Portland and Seattle. And now it's coming to a city near you. And it came to, to our city yesterday as these leftists on the city council basically bent over and worshipped at the feet of these these racist BLM people. I've got to play some audio here. Uh, this is a this is one of the activists saying they don't want to listen to the white tears of white people who have lost loved ones in violence. Cut number 11, please. So um, I find it quite funny that today of all day is on the third reading of this um, ordinance. We have this whole group of white people that have opposition to these ordinances taking place. We've been here for every reading that has taken place this time. This is this is three. This is three readings though of this, and none of these white people were here to speak about their their lack of feeling safe. We don't feel safe with the police. I had a conversation with CJ personally and told her the same thing that I'm standing here telling y'all today. I never feel safe when it comes down to police. My siblings don't feel safe when it comes to police. The black people sitting in this room don't feel safe when it comes to police. But adding unmarked police cars to that makes it even more dangerous. It's a problem. I don't know who's pulling up on me if it's an unmarked car. How do I identify you? Because you got some lights. I can buy some lights on Amazon and put them in my window and identify myself as a police officer. So how is that making us safe? This is like literally common sense. I'm not going to bow down to the fears of white people that don't have to worry about the same things that I have to worry about when I'm being pulled off by the police. 
I'm not going to sit up here and listen to their white tears and their ignorance to what it looks like to be a black man like Terry walking around in the city of Memphis, a predominantly black city. So on that, I'm going to say, please pass these ordinances that we're asking you for. This is the third time we've come to y'all about these things, and y'all need to listen to us. We are the citizens that y'all need to listen to, not these white tears. All you white people, just go to work. Go to work. You don't, you don't get a say here. You're not welcome here. She's alone. There was one woman sitting in the front row. Mind you, she was wearing a mask. She was white as well. And she turns around and goes, what are all these white people doing here? Uh, ma'am, you're white. But okay, let me uh, explain she, to you. She could self-identify. That is, that is true anymore and get those reparations you were talking about. But I want to I want to play this other audio. It's crazy. Here. So another activist went off on the white people. What's mind boggling here? No, I, I'll tell you what's mind boggling. Let's play the, uh, the the sound bite cut number eight. A city that's majority black and majority black folks who are dying in traffic stops. Chocolate city. You have a chance to affirm that you believe black people, that you trust us when we tell you that what's really going to keep us safe. And that you're going to take the necessary steps to make that happen. When we do come into contact with police, officers should be clearly identifiable. Their motives for the stop or detainment should be transparent. And the stops and what occurs during them should be reported to citizens on a public platform. I've watched as so many public officials have used this tragic moment of Tyree Tyree Nichols' murder for interviews and publicity. And now you have a chance to join us in a movement to save black lives and make the right choice and vote in favor of these ordinances so we can move to a long-term solution that will save our lives. We are dying. And y'all up here playing around with these white folks clapping randomly. They're not dying in traffic stops. All right. you to pick a side. Okay, enough of you. Enough of you, darling. Uh, wow. So here's what gets me about all of this. The, not a single person on the city council leadership, you know, they have some a chairperson who's in church. Not once did they say, hey, stop being racist, stop being a bigot, or throw this person out for attacking you know people because of the color of their skin. That never happened. Yeah. Well, I thought about you, Todd. What if you would have waltzed down to City Hall yesterday and you would have just brought a, a sheet of facts that talked about black-on-black crime in the city? Your butt would have been thrown out of that room. Uh, yeah. I would have brought a cast-iron skillet with me and... I think you would have won. Although they did try to throw out one woman because she said she got triggered by a council member's words. Yeah, he used the word execution like you have to execute a warrant. And they said that that was triggering uh, because black people are being executed by the police. That's, You know, again, it's important for us, as uncomfortable as this is, we have to confront this, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, it will fester and you're going to wake up one day and realize uh, you don't have a right to speak to the city council. You don't have a right to let your opinion be heard. And I think it's important for people to understand that these activists here are upset in a city that is more than six, what 60, almost 70% black, a city that is controlled by a majority black city council, a city that has a black police chief, a city that has a majority black police force, and they're saying the problem are the pro-police white people and the Jews. That's well, they, what they're saying. They want those white people to move outside of the city. 
yeah, that's is what they want. Jeez, uh, d- is that terrible? I mean, they they actually do. It's unbelievable. So, I, look, we were not even going to start off. The, we, this was not even on the radar today. But as I'm reading through the transcripts of what happened and the lack of outrage or even understanding of what yesterday was really all about, the, the undercurrent here of racism in this nation, this is what critical race theory looks like in practice where you are literally you are you are treating people differently because of the color of their skin and we cannot allow that to happen ben i appreciate you being at that meeting and bringing this story to our attention it is outrageous that this kind of stuff is allowed to happen and shame on the chairman of the city council for not standing up and throwing those people out of the room but first at least giving them a lecture on why you should not judge people because of the color of their skin all right thanks a lot ben dater thank you todd Woo, Lou, ladies and gentlemen do you see do you see what's happening in our country And unless we stand up, and God bless those pro-police citizens who actually showed up at city council, you need to be showing up at every single city council meeting. And I know it may be a pain in the butt and it may be boring. Bring a book. But you need to be there. And you need to let your voice be heard. Because if you don't, one of these days, you're not going to be able to have a say. You will not be able to have a voice. All right, we've got so much to talk about. We're going to jump into Tucker Carlson as soon as we get back from this break. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Yeah, just had to get that off my chest, folks. It just, it angers me when I see good and decent people shouted down simply because of the color of their skin. And it's it's just simply not right, and it's it's unacceptable. So, look, I want to talk about this Tucker Carlson thing, and this is going to take us a while uh, to, to go through, because we need to understand that there is something going on at the Fox News quarter of the world. So last night, uh, Tucker Carlson was supposed to deliver a yet another bombshell report about uh, the the videos. They have access to, what, 41,000 hours of video. Tucker and his team have been going through this video. It's been given to them exclusively. No other conservative media, no other media in the nation have access to this. It's only Tucker Carlson. 
And we know that what well, on Monday night uh, the the bombshells were. I mean, he, Tucker carpet bombed America with truth bombs. It was unbelievable. So then, after that, the response, the reaction, the following day was, I, I've never seen anything like this. It was, I mean, it's open warfare on Tucker Carlson. You had Chuck Chucky Schumer going out and and announcing from the floor of the U.S. Senate that Carlson should be silenced. He should be removed from Fox News Channel. You have Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, who's really a Democrat. Mitch McConnell was asked about this. Cut number one. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at Capitol thinks. Or, well, nobody cares what you think, Mitch. But I will say this. What I find fascinating about Fox News, they their network had the exclusive, and yet not a single, not a single show. They didn't do it. They didn't talk about it on The Five. They didn't talk about it on Jesse Waters' show, Hannity's show, Laura Ingram's show. Nobody talked about these videos except for Tucker Carlson. That was it. And so it was odd. No doubt about it, it it was just a little unusual, because typically when you have a big exclusive like this, and I I do know something about this because I worked at Fox News for 15 years, and I loved 13 of those 15 years working at Fox. But I can tell you that if, let's just say, for example, that Tucker Carlson has the exclusive, you better believe he would have been on Fox & Friends earlier in the day on the curvy couch promoting the big exclusive and that he would have been on some of the other programs. And why? Because you want people to stay tuned. You don't want him to change the channel. You don't want to go into Newsmax or One American News. You want to keep the eyeballs glued to Fox News. But they didn't do that. It's almost as if the network said, okay, we're only going to let Tucker handle this. We're not giving him any support. And it seems to me that the network was sending a message. So this was on Monday. Yesterday, last night, Brett Baer comes out on his show, Special Report, and he's allegedly a fair and balanced journalist. We could have a conversation about that another time. But Brett Baer does a report where he openly questions whether or not Tucker's reporting is accurate. And in the context of this long report, it was person after person after person, Republicans, who were condemning Tucker Carlson. And they even included that comment from Mitch McConnell. So now, if you are a viewer, so let's just divorce ourselves from both sides for a moment. You are a Fox News viewer, and you're watching Brett Baer, you're watching Tucker Carlson, who do you believe? Who Do you believe Brett Baer and his version of events, or do you believe Tucker Carlson? Because you have two very different narratives coming out of Fox News Channel right now. And then last night, Tucker did an interview with a, a Capitol Police officer who lost his job as a result of what happened on that day. And it was an interesting report. But it really wasn't a bombshell. And before, and then before you know it, he's doing an interview with Russell Brand. It was just weird. It was almost as if somebody at the last minute said, "Yeah, we're not going to do this, uh, and we're going to add we're going to add another segment in." And I'll take it a step further. And here's a little secret of the trade. 
you know when Fox News is live because on, on one of the corners of the screen, you will see the word live. If they don't have that live, that means that segment has been pre-taped. Tucker Carlson's show was not live last night. So that makes me wonder if maybe Fox executives stepped in and are putting some pressure on Tucker. But I don't know. Who do you believe here, folks? Do you believe Brett Baer's version of that story? Or do you believe the videos that Tucker Carlson produced? Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. One more time, that's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Just when you thought it could not get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And for my listeners, an exclusive. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns for the buy one, get one free offer and enter the promo code Starns. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So th- there's there's been a lot of speculation on social media about what happened yesterday with Tucker's show. Is there more? We, we understand there are more videos coming out, and, and we know how TV is. They, um, they like to play these stories out as long as they possibly can. So you um, do have people that are in the know. And they're saying, hey, look, they they believe that something was actually pulled from the program and that maybe Tucker is coming under fire from within his own network uh, because of the backlash. Now, I will say this, that um, there was also a new trove of documents that came out yesterday, and this is part of Dominion's lawsuit against Fox News Channel, $1.6 billion on the line. And it's getting ugly. So Dominion, as a part of Discovery, they have all of these internal emails and documents between staffers, between Fox management. And and we've gone through some of this uh, in the past. But what I find interesting is that there was another leak of documents last night. And these leaks target Tucker Carlson. And I find it very convenient that this sort of information would have been leaked right in the middle of Tucker's expose. Now, look, I, I, I don't um, I, look. I, I, I used to work at Fox, and so I, I, and so I have an opinion, and that opinion may be tainted, just a smidge. But I will say this: that I, I do read the emails. And I can read for myself, and so these are not – this is not subjective. I mean, this is what they were actually writing. And so Tucker Carlson uh, had some email exchanges, text message exchanges with other staffers. And it was in these emails that 
Tucker Carlson went after Donald Trump. And Tucker writing privately, now on air, he loves Donald Trump, but off air, he, quote, hates him passionately. This is coming from Tucker Carlson. Reading from the emails between a staffer, an unnamed staffer, and and Tucker, quote, I hate him passionately. He said he could not wait until Trump was no longer in the news, no longer in the headlines. Quote, I blew up at Peter Navarro, who used to be in the Trump White House. I blew up at um, Peter Navarro today in frustration. I actually like Peter, but I can't handle much more of this. Carlson said Trump and his lawyers have so discredited their own case. This goes back to the, the aftermath of the election and the rest of us to some extent that it's infuriating. It absolutely enrages me. Carlson said that's the last four years. We're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it's been is too tough to digest. But there isn't really an upside to Trump. He goes on to say, what Trump is good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. Now, I want to I talk about that. Because the irony here is that Trump has nothing to do with the success of Fox News. Trump was very successful before Trump came on the scene. And I suspect they're going to weather through this storm, I think. But the reality is, if anybody's to blame for the destruction of Fox News Channel, it's Fox News Channel. Now, look, I want to go back to I was there 15 years. It was an honor to work there. And if you work if you work at the network level anywhere over four or five years, you're doing something right. So I made my career first as a journalist and then as an opinion writer. The same as Bill O'Reilly, but he was doing his on TV. Now, Bill O'Reilly is a conservative. He is a liberal on some issues, but he's a conservative at his heart. And by and large... He had Well, he did. He had the largest audience at Fox News Channel. People love to watch Bill. And why is it? Is it because they agreed with everything he said? No, it's not. I was the network's number one columnist. 190 million people every year read my work at Fox News. Did everybody who read my stories agree with him? No, they did not. But you know what they did respect? They, they respected the fact that I stood by what I believed. They respected Bill O'Reilly because Bill O'Reilly said what he believed. You may not agree with it, but he wasn't out there trying to make you happy. He wasn't out there trying to placate you. He wasn't trying to blow smoke up conservative wazoos. No, he was just, he was Bill. This is how he thought. Just like you have friends. Not all of your friends agree, but at least you know where they stand. And this is the problem with Fox News right now. The viewers don't know where everybody stands anymore because they know that Hannity and Ingram and all the others are saying things on the air, but they believe something else off air. I don't know. Do you have a problem with that? Does that bother you as a viewer? Back when Roger Ailes was alive, we had a slogan. We report, you decide. It was very simple. We provide you with the information, and you figure out what to do with that information. Now, I can tell you that we were 
that we were pledging our allegiance to that value system. And we even we even pledged our allegiance to that value system in our opinion, in our commentary. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, and I know that Bill O'Reilly could do the same thing, and there are many others out there, no longer at Fox, who can say the same thing, that we never got on the air and we never defended anything that we did not believe in. We never shared an opinion that was contrary to our opinion off the air. Did it make us popular? It doesn't really matter because that doesn't play, that doesn't play into it. What matters is honesty. So I, I wish the network would get back to that. I, do I think that Fox is, is about to implode? No, I don't think so, and I don't think they should. There's some very good people there in that building, and I want them to do well. I want them to succeed because the conservative movement needs them to succeed. But Fox News has lost its way, and we've got to figure out, is it worth saving the network? Maybe you've already decided that, that you're, you're saying, you know what, that's it. I gave, them, I gave them 20 years, but now I've gone to Newsmax. I've gone to One America News. 844-747-8868. Is Fox News salvageable? Can we, is there a way for them to get out of all of this? Does it really bother you that Tucker Carlson privately hates Donald Trump but loves him on air? Do you have a problem with that? 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Gina in Georgia. Hi, Gina, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Um, I wanted to respond about what you were saying about Fox News yesterday because I thought the same thing. Where were Tucker's defenders? No one said a word. No, and that that speaks volumes to me, Gina. When nobody's out there, nobody's got your back, that's a, a very lonely place. Exactly. And I did miss Brent Baer's show, but you asked earlier who would you side with. Oh, my God, Tucker. Because Brent Baer, he, to me, left. He should go with Chris Wallace. I don't, I don't care for him anyway. But it does disappoint me what you said about Tucker's email, although... Don't you think at times Tucker kind of changes his mind, he learns things? I mean, I don't know what the timing was of those emails to you. Were, were those early on or recent? 
those were early on right this was right after the election um and probably around january 6th as well uh where you had tucker and a lot of the other um host hannity ingram all saying pretty much about the same thing you know the challenge gina and i remember this conversation being had at fox when roger ailes was still alive and the concern was don't get too close to any one candidate because you still have to protect your brand and you have to protect you know your property as as a news outlet and i think the problem is gina they were so hungry for ratings they just jumped in and they took a big deep dive into the trump pool and that was it yeah i guess but and I don't know, though. I, I would disagree with you a little on that because, to me, Tucker has at times been negative about Trump. He hasn't always been 100% Trump. But I feel like he kind of gives the credit where credit's due and then maybe, you know, for both negative and positive. So I'm not sure about that. But I, I feel like he's come around a lot, and especially with having seen all the January 6th footage, and I hope they will continue to let him air that because he was also right in saying that it shows whose side everyone is on and their true colors. When Mitch McConnell's coming out yesterday, you know, against Tucker and and us as the American public seeing the footage because we definitely should, and you know, it, it says so much about their lives. Well, well, Gina, the the bigger question is, whose videos do you trust? Do you trust the unedited video that Tucker Carlson presented, or do you trust the heavily edited and produced by a filmmaker video that the J6 committee put out? Absolutely, and I'll go with Tucker yeah, I'm with you. And Gina, we've got a bad phone connection, but I appreciate your call there. And uh, thank you for listening. Let's go to Frank in Georgia, WDUN, our great station there. Hi, Frank. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, I, I have an observation. You know, Fox News uh, kind of boycotted Trump after all this. They said they weren't going to have him on during the primaries and so forth. And I found it interesting watching the CPAP. Uh, Back uh, speeches, I watched Steve Bannon, <clears throat> and Steve Bannon went on a tirade against Fox and called him out, and he didn't mince any words. And it's, that was on a Friday. On Saturday, Fox News carried Trump's entire speech from beginning to end on Fox News, and then Hannity had Trump on his program, I think, that night or on Monday. So I found that kind of interesting. I think Steve Bannon rattled uh, the whole network. Well, I think he did. And uh, and they know that Bannon does wield a lot of power in the America First movement. And I think he speaks for a lot of Fox News viewers who've really been upset and frustrated because the network has turned a blind eye to Donald Trump. They're not covering the, the rallies and the speeches. And that certainly has given Newsmax and others an opportunity to to attract new new viewers. But quite frankly, I suspect the word that viewers are looking for is they feel betrayed by Fox News. Well, I think that's true, um, and that goes back a ways. But I, I just found it so interesting that, that 
Bannon just just tore in. Did did you happen to hear his speech? Well, I was at CPAC and I I did hear that speech, and he threatened to bring down the network. And I think he I think he could have delivered on that promise. And it's going to be a tough situation for the executives at Fox, uh, especially with this Dominion lawsuit, because it looks like, and again, this this could have been prevented, but it looks like the network is guilty as charged here. So the question now is, who's going to be the fall guy? Is it going to be the the chief executive officer, or is it going to be somebody in that primetime lineup? But they're going to be looking for a sacrificial lamb, and and that could have an impact on viewers, especially if it's a member of the primetime lineup. Well, let me ask you this, Todd. Sure. Since it's going to court, doesn't Fox News have the opportunity to get their uh, information from Dominion? I mean, wasn't that the whole issue, that they couldn't get into the machines and find out how they were controlled and so forth? Well, that's I mean, not- doesn't, Fox News, doesn't Fox News have the opportunity to depose them and bring that information out? And if that's true, if they can show that those machines were rigged, then what, they, they're, they're, they have nothing to defend. I mean, that's the truth. They're not going down that path, Frank, and, and I don't know the reason why. Uh, I'm not in charge at Fox News Channel, but it looks as though you had Fox News talent going out and saying things that they could not back up beyond a shadow of a doubt. Do I believe the elections were stolen? Absolutely. Did I blame Dominion? No, because I have no physical proof it's their fault. And, and Frank, if, if, if I had said otherwise, they could have sued me. And I guarantee you that as much as our listeners love this program, I don't think anybody would be willing to pay the billion dollars that I would owe Dominion. <laughs> so you, you got to back it up with facts. That's my point. I mean, a billion dollars, I don't know if Fox News can survive that, but, uh, you know, they've got to make a defense. What's their defense? That's a. It's a great. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, again, this is discovery, and that's why we're getting all these email exchanges back and forth. And it doesn't look good for Fox, to be honest. It just really doesn't look good for him right now. But again, this goes back to okay. Are you honest with your listeners? That's that's really what this comes down to. Frank, I got to run. Appreciate that call, and thank you for listening to us. By the way, Stephen Crowder, uh, for all you Stephen Crowder fans, you know they had that big dust-up with the Daily Wire. Uh, Stephen Crowder has now signed with Rumble, so you'll be able to watch um, the Stephen Crowder show on Rumble, which, by the way, is where you can watch the Todd Stearns radio show. So you can watch us there on Facebook and our many other platforms. I want to get to this audio. This is Adam Kinzinger, um, and he is uh, very upset with Tucker Carlson. Cut number 13. But obviously, no one's saying everyone was violent, but, but the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, here's how Fox does it, because, and particularly Tucker, because they realize that no matter what they say, Their audience is vested in that tribal narrative. That audience is invested in the fact, because they've been programmed by Tucker Carlson for many years, they've been invested in the fact that you have to pick your side and stick with it, no matter what the cost is, suspend your belief, suspend your disbelief, just, you know, trust us. We're going to tell you, we're going to give you the talking points and the arguments. Fox knows that's not true. Tucker knows it's not true. And you can see it all throughout the Dominion lawsuit. But as Fox News talked about the Dominion lawsuit, I'm going to guess probably not. Has Fox News told their own audience that they were lying to them? Probably not. They just keep them hooked, give them a bigger dopamine rush, give them more of that hit, and uh, and that's how it goes. All right. So long story short here, folks, do your homework.
All right, just don't take don't take Fox's word for it. Just do your homework and put your trust in the facts. All right, coming up, we're going to be talking with our good friend uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. There is a disturbing story involving the Federal Trade Commission and Twitter, and they're now demanding that Twitter identify all journalists who were granted access to company records. And they have to provide that information to the federal government. This is a massive overreach. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the uh, House Judiciary, is fired up over this. And uh, we're going to be talking with him. Also, Liz Peek, five signs that Americans are getting fed up with woke politicians and policies. Thank goodness. It's about time. We're going to be talking to uh, Liz about that. And a little bit later on, Mary Walter and Denise Quinn uh, will join us for our International Women's Day Roundtable. Can somebody make me a sandwich? Plus your calls, 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Hey, also head over to the website. You can get information on our upcoming trip to Israel. You can give Dylan a call. He's happy to give you some details, or you can find it out for yourself over at ToddStearns.com. Stick around, America. This is The Todd Stearns Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, I'm I'm rather intrigued by this new poll that came out today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Um, this is from Emerson college newsmax.com has the story charlie mccarthy is the writer trump leads republicans in new hampshire by 41 points former president donald trump holds a 41 point lead among new hampshire voters in a hypothetical republican primary this is according to the emerson college poll trump earns 58 percent of support followed by florida governor ron DeSantis, 17 percent Everybody else in single digits, that includes Chris Sununu, 7%, uh, Nikki Haley, 6%, Mike Pence, 4%, and Mike Pompeo at 2%. There you go. By the way, somebody else earns 3%. Uh, President Trump already hyping up these numbers, and it's pretty impressive, uh, even in New Hampshire. All that to say, uh, Ron DeSantis is not officially declared yet, but he's going to have a lot of work to do to introduce himself to the American people. And I know there's one it's, – it's one thing to be on Fox News every night. It's another to actually be out there and the people know where you stand on the issues of the day. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. We've got a great guest uh, coming up, our good friend Liz Peake, Fox News columnist. And she's got a, a new column out that I just find fascinating. Is progressive fever finally breaking – Liz has discovered five signs Americans are getting fed up with woke politicians and policies. Liz, good to have you back with us. I am all ears. <laughs> Todd, not only are we all ears, I think you and I are both optimistic that this could be happening 
But look, I think there are some positive signs. Obviously, Lori Lightfoot being dumped in Chicago uh, was a real plus. Now, there, you know, this story is not yet written in Chicago. We don't know if Paul Vallis, her pro-cop, pro-law and order, pro-charter school opponent, also a Democrat, is going to win. But at least they got rid of Lori Lightfoot. And it's a sign that voters will only take so much. And remember that four years ago, she was elected with 74 percent of the vote, an overwhelming uh, landslide victory. Um, I also think it's very interesting that Joe Biden weighed in on the side of law enforcement uh, in the D.C. fight over a soft on crime bill, a bill that would have lessened penalties for crime. Uh, Biden had 173 Democrats in the House vote for that bill and then basically said he wouldn't support it, which, you know, was a huge embarrassment to those Democrats because you can be sure that Republicans are going to hang that vote around their neck. Uh, but also a sign that Joe Biden is sort of cleaning house. He knows that crime is a big problem and that Democrats are weak on this topic. So I think we're going to see more of that. But it's not just on crime. I think also uh, the absolute tsunami of outrage that spilled over when uh, Penguin Books Puffin, the imprint of Penguin Books, announced that they were going to rewrite to soften the blow of Raul Dahl's children books, taking words like fat and ugly out and replacing them with more benign adjectives. You know, I mean, Salman Rushdie said this is horrendous and it is horrendous. And by the way, if we're uh, educating a generation of children who cannot tolerate the word ugly or fat, then we have bigger problems than uh, progressive issues in in most of the united states and you know Um, it's interesting liz to that point rl stein in the new york post uh really upset because apparently even goosebumps has been (laughs) has been cleansed or sanitized to appease the woke crowd and they didn't even bother to tell the author can you imagine i mean what an insult is that they so apparently even if you're one of the most revered authors in history, which Raul Dahl is, and a wordsmith and someone who took every word very carefully, your work is not sacrosanct. And it was reassuring to me that in a heartbeat, uh, Penguin Books came back and said, well, don't worry, don't worry, we're going to still uh, publish the originals. And by the way, on eBay, the originals were going for thousands of dollars. So clearly there's an appetite for that. Um, I also thought, Todd, the whole thing that happened with Hershey's, celebrating International Women's Day by celebrating a transgender. People really didn't like it. For two days, uh, Boycott Hershey's uh, trended on Twitter, which really, you know, it takes a lot to have that kind of position on Twitter for two days running. I think a lot of people just thought, wait a minute, this is not a woman. This is not celebrating women. I can tell you better how to celebrate women, and I did in my column, like celebrating mothers, mothers of children with developmental issues or whatever you want to talk about, that's women uh, to me, and that's the kind of women we should be celebrating. So I, I must say, um, I'm also heartened. By the way, today I read that there is a county in Pennsylvania which has reversed its stand on being a sanctuary county. They're not going to do it any longer. And, and Todd, this brings home the reason, the, the way this is going to change is because Average Americans are going to wake up one day to find that their schools are overcrowded with undocumented people, that their kids are not safe walking down the block 
in the afternoon anymore because of progressive views on how to treat criminals. And inflation is eating up their everyday income. And and finally, people have had enough. And I think we're getting to the place, particularly in our blue cities, where we're approaching that. No, I'm with you on that. And it's one of the one of the areas, and I don't know, maybe I should have noticed this earlier, but uh, we were um, looking at some audio from a, or listening to some audio from a school board meeting, and parents were upset about something. And it and again, you and I, we kind of traffic in this stuff every day. We're very well aware. But I think you know some of these parents, they were shocked and horrified to learn some of this terminology and you know the wokeness that has really crept into their their kids' classroom. And I think for the average American, maybe they don't even know, but they're becoming exposed to this, and that's why we're starting to see this backlash. Without a doubt. And I think you're completely correct. The best thing, one of the only good things that happened during COVID is that so many millions of parents saw what their kids were being taught in school or not taught in school, both. Uh, and it, yes, all this incredible uh, indoctrination about race, about gender for even third graders, second graders. You know, people think that Ron DeSantis has gone too aggressively on this topic. I disagree. I think he is completely where parents are average parents. And I think it's a great thing that he has stood up to this leftist crowd. Uh, I hope more governors decide to do that. Now, now, Liz, I, I write with a little bit of Southern flair. And uh, a couple <laughs> a, a couple of books ago, I had a, a New York City editor. And Lord, great, just a great lady. But I had this phrase I used, who peed in your Wheaties? Uh, you know, peed in your Wheaties. It's kind of a, a phrase. <laughs> So I get a note back, and I was going through the edits, and that phrase had been rewritten, and it was something like, urinate in breakfast cereal. <laughs> Why is that better? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, that's kind of lost its oomph there. So <laughs> It's not to the level of R.L. Stein, but, you know, it's uh, you know, it can get a little frustrating, I reckon. <laughs> well, I think that's what – I mean, these people make themselves look foolish, no better example of that than the Twitter site Libs of TikTok, where people are furious that these videos are posted of bizarre people saying bizarre things. But guess what? They're the people who post those videos. Libs of TikTok just round them up and present them. And I think to your point, most Americans looking at that stuff are going, what? Who are these people? And by the way, just in general, what is who? what percentage of Americans is really behind the progressive push? in our country, maybe 15%. Those are the people driving the bus. And I don't know about you, I'm ready for a new driver. Oh, I'm with you on on that one, Liz. Uh, Folks, you got to read Liz's column. It's up at uh, ToddSterns.com. We have a link to it at ToddSterns.com. Or you can go to Fox News uh, website. Is progressive fever finally breaking? Liz, oh, I have to brag on you. Um, so the local radio station KWAM in Memphis carries Larry Kudlow's show, and uh-huh. heard you heard you over the weekend doing a great. Uh, that was a fun interview you guys did. Oh, you know, Larry's great at uh, at interviewing, and he and I are so on the same wavelength about almost everything. Uh, he's great. So thank you. Yeah, always fun to talk to him. All right. Well, Liz, we appreciate your time this afternoon, and a great column as always. Thank you. I appreciate being on with you. Thanks so much, Todd. All right. There you go, folks. Liz Peak, best columnist at Fox News, hands down. And man, she, does she she hits a home run every time. No, it's true. Yeah, I was um, I was writing about, you know, pe- who peed in your Wheaties and uh, it came back um, urinated in your breakfast cereal.
Uh, some things get lost in translation, I suppose. All right, 844-747-8868. Do you believe that people are waking up now, that uh, they're getting fed up and finally speaking out about these woke politicians and the woke policies? 844-747-8868. Before we go to break, I've got to holler at Josh here. Uh, filling in for Kyle, who's on vacation. Now, Josh, we've been telling folks that you are the resident sports guru here at the Todd Stearns Radio Show. And we have an update to a story we talked about yesterday involving Kendrick Perkins over at ESPN. This is insane. So let's set it up again, because Kendrick Perkins basically is calling out um, and accusing people voting in the NBA uh, MVP award racist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's basically, uh, I guess, upset about the fact that we might have a winner of three straight MVPs that's white, and he called out past winners that were white, despite the fact that a majority, of overwhelming majority of the winners were black. And by the way, it doesn't matter. I don't care about the race. Most of them deserve to be in that uh, recognition. So it's absurd that he's even making that argument. So now he's doubling down. And he he's saying that um, he's a speaker of truth. That's what he's calling himself. A speaker of truth has no friends. He says he calls out facts. He's not afraid to address the elephant in the room. And he is this guy is on some sort of a unholy crusade here. uh, But he really does believe that the people voting are, in fact, racist. I don't understand it. Uh, you know, this is one of those instances where y- you can't really you can't really be shocked by it. Like you said, ESPN has kind of lost a lot of its audience because this is kind of it's kind of trending now. The audience are starting to notice that a lot of their segments are about race when it's not really about sports like it used to be. Uh, it's sure not. Well, there you go. And again, it's a great illustration of the wokeness, and people are tired of it. They're just absolutely tired of it. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, i got to tell you about our good friends over at Newsmax. David Horowitz has a great new book out. He is the famed author and conservative thinker. He just posted a YouTube video talking about voting irregularities in the 2020 election and his video was banned from youtube so david warns about this kind of nonsense in his book the final battle it's a bestseller warning that warning america that big tech and their social media platforms are destroying the country and threatening our freedoms horowitz calls out companies like facebook and twitter google youtube they control the information flow and they are censoring your news In the final battle, Horowitz also warns that a group of secret players are working to change America. And that's why you need to get yourself a copy of this book. And I'm going to help you save 28 bucks. You're going to be able to get it for free. How do you do that? Very simple. Just call this number 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 1-800-NEWSMAX. Or go to FinalBattle611.com. That's FinalBattle611.com. Well, there's some freaky stuff going on up at Capitol Hill. Cori Bush. Oh, she's a, she's a defund the police gal. She actually uses your tax money to surround herself with a private security team. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cori Bush has a new person on her payroll getting $137,000. 
uh, courtesy of your tax dollars, by the way. She's hired a guy who she calls her spiritual guru. His name is Nathaniel Davis. Now, this is pretty fascinating. Washington Free Beacon has the story here. Uh, This guy makes $137,000 from Miss Bush. And we're not quite sure exactly what sort of guidance Mr. Davis is giving her. But he claims that he's 100. This is fascinating. He claims he's 109 trillion years old. He looks pretty good for a guy that old. I'm telling you. Uh, He's also an anti-Semite. He believes that Jews control the world. There's that. Uh, He also believes that he can, quote, summon tornadoes at will, cause earthquakes with his hate, and conduct blood rituals to bring ruin upon his enemies. Mr. Davis also also describes himself as an intergalactic master of psychic self-defense, who again was born 109 trillion years ago. But today, in the 21st century, he says he spends his days tending to his crops and spreading anti-Semitic conspiracies. And he is also the highest-paid private security guard for Congresswoman Cori Bush, the Democrat from Missouri. I'm not making this up. I wish I was, but you can't make this up. Mr. Davis was a former member of the vehemently anti-Semitic New Black Panther Party, and she has a history of palling around with Jew haters. She's um, and we're not going to go down the litany of uh, of people, but uh, freebeacon.com has the um, has the story up here. Uh, just, just fascinating. So anyway, uh, the guy says that the reason why he's teaching uh, black uh, people to grow their own food is so they can liberate themselves from a genocidal Jewish cabal that runs the world. Oh, by the way, I want to clarify. He's 109 trillion years old in the Milky Way galaxy. I don't know about others, give or take a few years. So there's that. (laughs) You you just can't make this stuff up. You really can't. All right, uh, coming up, our good friend Congressman Jim Jordan is going to drop by. Also, a little bit later on, Disney has has officially banned zippity-doo-dah, zippity-a. So this is from the Los Angeles Times. Zippity-doo-dah has officially been removed from the daily Disneyland parade. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. So the song, by the way, came from the great movie Song of the South, which many people, for some weird reason, consider to be anti-Semitic, and I don't get it. The movie is about a white child befriending an elderly black man in the aftermath of the War of Northern Aggression, also known as the Civil War. <laughs> oh, that's going to trigger somebody. But anyway, uh, the the movie, which, by the way, p- produced by Disney, won an, two Academy Awards. One from the, the star who became the first black man, his name is James Baskett, he became the first black man to ever win an Oscar. And then zippity doo won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. But they say it's racist. Now, here's what's interesting. The, the guys who wrote the song, their whole trademark is writing songs with make-believe, with make-believe lyrics, like 
Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo from Cinderella, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Poppins. Zippity-Doo-Dah. It means nothing. <sighs> if only the bluebird of happiness would pay a visit to the hoods of those woke people's cars. Gotta take a break. some broadcasting on, on the Tucker Carlson program on Fox. And I was just curious if you had any broader comment about the ongoing uh, lawsuit uh, between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News, which has turned up evidence that, that there may have been falsehoods in, in the reporting that they did around the election, um, which Fox, I should say, has, has said that those are cherry-picked anecdotes. So, but do you have a reaction to that? Yeah, I do have a reaction. Look, we agree with the, the chief of uh, Capitol Police, and, and the wry rage of bipartisan lawmakers. You heard them all yesterday. You guys reported on it, who have condemned uh, this false de- depiction of the unprecedented violent attack on, con- on our Constitution and the rule of law, which cost police, police uh, officers their lives. And that's what we saw on that day, on a very dark day, an attack on our democracy. And so we also, uh, when as it relates to the Tucker Carlson question, we agree with uh, Fox Nation's own attorneys and executives who have repeatedly stressed in multiple courts of law that Tucker Carlson is not credible when it comes to this issue in particular. And we have, uh, you know, NPR back in, um, uh, back in September of 2020, they had the following. You literally can't believe the facts Tucker Carlson tells you. So, so say Fox's lawyers. Again, uh, in Washington Post most recently, just last week, just a day ago, Fox executive Hannity Carlson shows are not credible sources of news. And so to have said what he said uh, when, we, when uh, we saw Capitol Police officers lose their lives or police officers lose their lives uh, is just, uh, it's just shameful. All right, uh, that was Rich. Uh, KJP calling out Tucker Carlson for not being credible. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, good to have with us the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, Congressman, first, it was good to see you at, at CPAC. Yeah, good to see you, Todd, uh, as well. And, good to be with you today. And, and Congressman, uh, this reaction from the White House now calling those unedited videos uh, that Tucker Carlson broadcast uh, questioning the credibility, uh, what say you? What are they afraid of? I mean, seriously, why not let the American people see the videos, see the facts, understand what 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 everything that happened like i'm i'm for i'm for letting the american people transparency is always a, a good thing so what is what are they so so chuck schumer the same guy by the way who stood on the steps of the supreme court a few years ago and said you're going to face the whirlwind kavanaugh you're going to face the whirlwind gorsuch that same guy is now writing rupert murdoch and telling him to keep things out of the media are you are you don't be don't be transparent with the american people that's a, that, in my mind, that's a direct attack on the First Amendment, and it's, uh, I, just, I just fundamentally disagree. And frankly, I think most Americans do as well, because we value the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the First Amendment. And the truth as well, Congressman. Yeah, and and exactly. I'd, I'd, much rather, I'd much rather watch those unedited videos than the videos that were produced by a professional filmmaker that the J6 <laughs> Committee put out. Yeah, and by the way, we caught the, we caught the genuine. Remember, no Republicans really got to be on that committee, so there's no real cross examination. And we caught the January 6th committee in all kinds of, of false statements that they made, all kinds of lies they told the American people. 
So yeah, let's let's let the footage out there. Let's let the American people see. Uh, there is there's a lot of concern that Tucker's getting some blowback. Have you been in touch with Tucker? Is he is he encouraged uh, by uh, the support he's getting as a result of this? I've never seen such hate directed at a journalist before. No, it's, but but you know what happened the same day this happens with Chuck Schumer doing this and the Democrats coming after Tucker is the same day we find out that the FTC sent a letter literally 11 days after the first Twitter file, sent a letter because they're harassing Elon Musk because they don't they, they want to attack free speech. rights. They send a letter to Elon Musk saying to Twitter saying, we understand you've been talking to journalists. Who are the journalists you're talking to? And they specifically named four of them personally. Two of those journalists, by the way, are testifying in front of our Select Committee on Weaponization tomorrow. Now, think about that, Todd. You have a federal government agency asking a private company, who are the journalists you're talking to? Again, if that's – and it happens the same day Chuck Schumer is is writing and telling Rupert Murdoch, hey, take down this stuff. Don't let a journalist do their job. This is how bad it has gotten in the Biden administration attacking the fundamental liberties of the American people. It's it's just unbelievable, and of course, the Wall Street Journal also reporting on uh, the great work of your committee and exposing what the Federal Trade Commission is doing. To your point, this is yet another example of the weaponization of the federal yep. government under the control of Democrats. Yep, sure is. I mean, think. I mean, naming journalists by person. Who else are you talking to? Who are the journalists you've talked to? Well, so understand the FBI pressured Twitter to block certain speech. Now we find out the FTC is saying, oh, those journalists you're talking to and ex- who are exposing what the FBI did, don't let the world see that. <laughs> Man, that is scary, scary stuff that we see happening in the Biden administration. Congressman, can you think of any reason why the FTC would need that sort of information, that specific kind of information? Because they got pressured by the left, by Democrat members of Congress, there's a consent decree that was that was uh, done long time ago in the old Twitter about 2011. A consent decree that involves the, the information, privacy information of of, uh, of uh, customers of Twitter. You know, people on on Twitter. Uh, this has nothing to do with that, but they're using that as the reason to harass. Yeah, I mean, 12 letters in three months. Just there to harass. They're asking. We want every communication Elon Musk has had. With anyone, anytime his name is mentioned, anyone he's talked to, anyone he's communicated, we want records of all that. That's ridiculous. We want to know what office furniture you've sold. We want to know about Twitter Blue, the subscription uh, program that they started at, at, at Twitter. Like, this is a private company, for goodness sake. You've got to be kidding me. But it all started when Musk bought Twitter. That's when they started to harass Congressman Jim Jordan on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, on, on top of all of that, and, and Congressman, I know that coming into this uh, this Congress, you knew you were going to be busy. Uh, you've also got Dr. Anthony Fauci, and, and I'm wondering, I think a lot of our listeners are wondering, does this man belong in jail for what he did to this, this nation during the China virus pandemic? Here's what I know. He, he knew from the get-go this thing likely came from a lab. He spent his time, he spent his time trying to cover his backside and cover that back up. Um, instead of working on dealing with the pandemic and the way I think, you know, there's an old, old, old principle called opportunity cost. You're, you're focused on doing one thing. There's an opportunity loss and opportunity cost. And the reason he was so focused on, on making sure no one bought into this idea that it came from a lab, which we now know almost definitely did. The reason he was so focused on that is because we gave, he gave our tax dollars to a lab in China that wasn't up to code, that did gain-of-function research, and that's where the leak most likely came. 
and he had to cover that those facts up. And he spent all his time early on doing that, so much so he kept Dr. Redfield, the head of CDC, out of the loop, wouldn't let him see all the evidence. So that 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 is wrong, and uh, we're committed to making sure the country gets the facts. And then we need to pass legislation that says no more gain-of-function research funded by the American tax people, and certainly not doing it in the in, in, uh, yeah, absolutely not. I, I want to circle back real quick to this video footage that Tucker has been broadcasting. Have you or any of your colleagues, have you seen this video? Have yeah. you seen more of the videos? No, we haven't. We uh, it, it was turned over to the House Administration Committee. Uh, they're beginning to go through it. We're going to just, I mean, I've talked with the chairman yesterday and I, I talked with Barry Latimer, uh last week. We want access to the District Committee staff. We want to help them uh, 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 go through all the documents. There's like a million some documents that they have. We want to we want to look at all those and and of course the video as well. But, but we we want to help them as they go through that. But it was all sort of dumped uh, to the House Administration Committee by the January sixth committee. And it seems to me that you can you can be the same person here. You can condemn the the rioting, and you can also condemn the fake narrative that came out of that J six committee. Uh, we still have to get to the bottom of what this was really all about here. Yes, of course. And, and, and we've been consistent. You've been consistent. Uh, I mean, we condemn violence every time it happened. We condemn the one that happened on January 6th. We condemn the one that happened on, I guess, on, um, uh, on the, in, in the summer of, of 2020 when, when it was taking place all over the country. Democrats, frankly, have been inconsistent because they were out raising money to bail people out of jail, the rioters, and looters, and, and those kind of folks, and they were calling it all peaceful protests in the summer of 2020. That's it. All right, Congressman, we're going to let you get back to it. Really appreciate your time today. All right, great. I'm all right, uh, C- Congressman Jim Jordan, busy day up on Capitol Hill, and we appreciate the congressman stepping away for just a few minutes to take our, our, our call. Uh, this is insane, folks, this Twitter investigation. And once again, this is about the weaponization of your federal government. They're trying to silence free speech. They're going after these companies, going after Elon Musk, going after conservatives, and we've got to step up, and we got to say, yeah, this is not going to happen, not again. No more. This happened under the Obama administration all eight years. It's already happening in the Biden administration, and we've got to nip this in the bud. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, everybody. Happy to have you with us today. Let's go to the phones. Andrew in North Carolina, WSJS, our great affiliate out there. Hi, Andrew. What's going on? Brother Stearns, North Carolina's own Republican Senator Tom Tillis, who has been now censured by one-third of the county Republican parties in this state, the same senator who also supports amnesty came out yesterday and said that Tucker Carlson revelation was, quote-unquote, BS. With friends like that, I don't know how you ever win. Uh, I'd like your comments, please. God bless. Yeah, you know, Andrew, I, I saw that, and thank you for the for the call there. You didn't have to hang up uh, so quick, uh, but uh, I will be happy to answer your question. Uh, Tom Tillis is a Democrat. Uh, that's, the, that's the short answer to, uh, to that, that question. Look, um, I appreciate when, when Tucker does something like this, you, you really get to see the thinking behind those people who profess to be conservative. 
Tom Tillis, certainly not a conservative. Mitch McConnell, certainly not a conservative. Now, my question is, what did Tucker Carlson get wrong? Because the videos that he played stand in stark contrast to the way they were described by the committee that originally would not release those videos to the public. So the January 6th committee was trying to pull a fast one over on the American people. And Tucker Carlson, now that the Republicans are in charge, is calling them out on that. And there's really no way to get around it. By the way, the Gateway Pundit is is weighing in on the, just the weirdness of yesterday's Tucker Carlson show. Uh, Jim Hoft writing, did Tucker Carlson change his show plan last night? I want to read some of this to you. In late February, Tucker announced that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy granted him unfettered access to the protest footage. Axios reported that Speaker McCarthy handed over 41,000 hours of footage to Tucker Carlson. And Tucker made an announcement on the news that day, and uh, they received unfettered access. He was the only media outlet allowed to access the thousands of hours of footage. Honestly, I would have loved to have seen that. I think our team would have enjoyed going through that video. The Gateway Pundit and 33 J6 defendants and dozens of their family members have signed a petition demanding Kevin McCarthy give access to the Gateway Pundit and the J6 defendants and their families who are not being provided the critical government video for their trials. That makes no sense. So no doubt, um, according to Mr. Holt, uh, Tucker's Monday show was explosive. And it was. Tucker Carlson immediately exposed how many of the narratives propagated by the J6 Commission were vicious lies. Now, I want to stop here for a moment. And, and again, this bears repeating so you understand where we're coming from. We've got no problem, and I have no problem, with people who were uh, charged with crimes because they broke something, stole something, knocked out a window, whatever. They deserve whatever is coming their way. The reality is most of these people are being treated worse than murderers. And the only person who got murdered on that day was Ashley Babbitt at the hands of a government agent. So uh, let's continue on with the Gateway Pundit. Among the lies were Brian Sicknick being murdered by protesters. Tucker showed he was unharmed. This is true. Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the QAnon shaman committing sedition when, in fact, he marched peacefully throughout the Capitol and he was escorted throughout the Capitol by law enforcement. And also Ray Epps, who was described as a patriotic whistleblower, but he perjured himself before the committee, and we know that because the videos show that he lied. Now, I would like to hear from the J6 committee. I would love to sit down and I'd love to be able to ask Adam Kinziger or Liz Cheney, okay, why why did you not show these videos? Were you afraid that it might hurt your argument? And I suspect that was the reason why. Jim Holt goes on to say, then the U.S. Senate leaders, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, jumped into action. They cannot allow their narratives to be disrupted. Schumer went to the Senate floor, threatened Tucker and Fox News, for daring to show video evidence from that day. Mitch McConnell sided with Schumer against the American people. And then what happened? Last night, Tuesday night show was tampered down, and it's true. Tucker did not release any explosive video. He interviewed with a Capitol Hill police officer. It was interesting, but subdued. 
there were no big reveals on the show last night. It was sort of a let, right? It was just sort of a letdown from, I mean, 41,000 hours of footage, and that's all we got. Now, there are suggestions that Rupert Murdoch and Fox News Brass got to Tucker and changed his show plan. Investigative reporter Cheryl Atkinson tweeted out the show plan had changed. Here's what Cheryl Atkinson wrote. From what I can gather, the plan to air more J6 tapes on Fox tonight changed. That must have been some battle behind the scenes, but it should be addressed explicitly on the program rather than just pretending to ignore it. And this is a legitimate question. I think a lot of people wondering, did Fox and Tucker Carlson show more of the J6 videos as promised, or did they change the programming after threats and pressure to do so? That's a question that deserves an answer. Steve Bannon wrote, Murdoch shut Tucker down. Is that true? Did Rupert Murdoch shut Tucker down? Steve Bannon clearly has some intel on that. But there's a lot more to report, and we we deserve to get those answers. Keep in mind, the only people who died that day were Trump supporters. Ashley Babbitt, Benjamin Phillips, Kevin Greeson, Roseanne Boyland. Those are the people who died on that day. And we deserve answers. Their families deserve answers. I don't know. It's just really weird. Just really weird. All right. Coming up in the next hour of the program, we're going to be chatting with our good friends, Mary Walter and Denise. It's going to be, folks, it's going to be so much fun. You're going to want to stick around for our um, our big Radio Rumble International Women's Day edition. And we're also going to be taking uh, your calls as well. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, now is a great opportunity to head over to patriotmobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd if you want to get some great discounts and support a wireless service that actually defends your values. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they have plans to fit any budget and discounts for all military personnel and first responder heroes. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. Be sure to use my first name, Todd, as the promo code. They're also going to throw in free premiere activation. All right, got to take a quick break, folks. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, Americans. Welcome to International Hot Chicks Day. Uh, glad you're here. And uh, folks, we're here to celebrate. Uh, wow. I mean, it's not every day that we go full-blown, you know, international on the Todd Stearns Radio program, but if we're going to be celebrating babes, I figured, why not? Uh, Go ahead and write down our telephone number. You're going to need this for our conversation today, 844-747-8868. 
By the way, the uh, the Biden administration putting out a statement in support of gals. Um, and what I thought, you know what, I'm going to bring in our special guest because um, if we're going to be celebrating International Women's Day, we have to have two of the most awesome ladies I know. Uh, we're talking about Denise Quinn from radio station KYKN, our great affiliate out in Oregon. Denise, happy uh, International House of Pancakes Day. <laughs> well, you know what, Todd? I came into work today wearing my best tiara and my finest apron, and none of the guys said a word to me. Oh, that, the, well, I, it, that's unfortunate. But yeah. we celebrate you on this program. Oh, thank you. And also, the one, the only, my great co-host at CPAC, Mary Walter. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. This is the biggest honor I'm going to get all day because apparently my husband does not know that I should be treated like a queen and lauded today. Ladies, hold on a second. Grace, can you go make me a sandwich? Thank you. (laughs) Sorry about that, ladies. My apologies. I'm kind of triggered by that. By the way, speaking of triggered, I was reading (laughs) President Biden's proclamation and I was struck by a couple of things. He did not mention men who think they are women. Just he just he went out there and called called them women and girls. No, oh boy, that's no, it. He didn't. He did. <laughs> oh dear lord. Oh, Do you think lord. he's going to hear about that? I he has to right. I mean, because where is the tolerance? Where is the diversity? Where is the acceptance? It's a slight well, on the trans community. It's not even that. It's the use of the term girls, which I think some women will take offense to as soon as I heard that. That, to me, was the the most offensive part of the whole thing. Girls, aren't we women? We don't call men boys, right? But you will often hear men refer to women in the office as the girls in the front, that type of thing. I have beaten that out of my husband. He used to refer to his office staff as the girls. I have beaten that out of him, um, which... (laughs) And hopefully it's taken. I don't know. But, you know, I'm shocked. But this administration is so incompetent. Maybe they should have had uh, Sam Brinton, that guy, you know, because he's got a lot of free time on his hands. Maybe he could have written the proclamation. He does wear lady shoes, uh, among other things. <laughs> yes. I mean, it could be. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Mary, you, you mentioned that because Hillary Clinton uh, is out there, and she says that women are affected the most by climate change on this International <laughs> Women's Day. <laughs> Well, may I just say that when you get to the hot flash point of life, that could absolutely be true. I mean, there has been more than one time when I wanted to strip down in the freezer section of Walmart and just stick my, you know, just climb in a freezer. So I, I, I seem to be having something. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, Denise, uh, your take on that. I just, I actually watched some of her talking points when she was on there. First of all, it's very, very difficult to get through a Hillary, any kind of a Hillary interview without wanting to just scream at the screen. But it basically seemed like, let's throw all the talking points in here and let's make sure we get them all out in our 30 seconds here. I mean, it was like, Ukraine is now about climate change and we're talking about weather. And and she did say girls too, though. So is it offensive coming from Hillary if she says girls or is it okay if it comes from Hillary? Oh, by the way, hold on a second, girls. Grace is texting me. No mayo. Hold the mayo. Thank you. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough around here. You know, I will say this, uh, Mary and Denise, that every day here at the Todd Stearns Radio Show is International Women's Day. So we love the ladies here on this program. As it should be. As it should be. They are the power behind the throne. 
Well, you know what's interesting, and I was trying to explain this to Grace when she came when she came on board because because she said, "Where are all the rest of the ladies?" And I said, "Well, you know, in the radio industry, you're only allowed to have one woman per radio station. I mean, right? WKRP in Cincinnati rules." Yeah, and and being the token doesn't necessarily protect you either. It, it's no. it's still the Hunger Games. So, the Lonnie Anderson of the radio world. Well, there was, was Bailey, too. Remember Bailey? Nobody remembers Bailey. Oh, I, for, I keep forgetting right. about her. That's yeah. right. That's right. She was the liberal. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we don't remember her. <laughs> exactly. All right. I've got to play some audio for you, ladies. Um, there is a big story out of Boca Raton, Florida, where a woman ended up going to the wrong – she was wanting to, a resolution, and she went to the wrong – organization she was supposed to go to boca raton city hall but she ended up going to the boca raton planning and zoning board meeting and the she was she was wanting them to declare a day celebrating sugar daddy and sugar mama appreciation day uh let's take a listen sugar daddies both gay and straight and yes even sugar mommies are responsible for college educations cars homes rents Jets, Birkins, and the occasional body enhancement. But not me, though. I'm all natural. Supporting our local economy. Let us celebrate these giving, generous Samaritans as I stand before you, requesting that you decree a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th to honor those who have given us so much. So, um, uh, so Mary, uh, this woman <laughs> makes Dolly Parton look like um, a man. Um, her name is Ashley Cream. I'm not sure if that's the real last name, but she showed up wheeling in a man who looked to be about 98 years old. Yeah, she just took a page right out of the Anna Nicole Smith biography, yeah. right? When I saw this, and she, I, I became Joe Wilson when she said, um, surgical enhancements, but not me. I'm all natural. I just jumped up and yelled, you lie, uh, because there is no way that is natural uh, unless she has some kind of deformity. Um, there, But this is, you know, this is not that unusual. There are sugar daddy websites, uh, the most famous being Seeking Arrangement. It's the world's largest, but there's also sugardaddy.com. There are a whole bunch of them. You, Cougar Life, Sugar. Sugar Daddy Meat, Sugar Daddy for Me. There's a there's a ton of them. This is clearly not that unusual, which, you know, in some cases it's a job. There's a woman who couldn't serve on a jury because she had to take care of her sugar daddy. Denise, I, I had no idea this whole subculture existed in American life. Honestly, I didn't. This is literally a today I learned because I did not know that was all there. My first thought was, oh, my gosh, we are just an unserious people. And then I thought about my grandparents had retired down to Boca, and I wonder if they knew about any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought where I'm coming from, I thought I thought they were celebrating the sugar daddy candy bar, you know, which is that caramelly. I'm I'm really not with it. Uh, We have Mary Walter and Denise Quinn uh, joining us. Uh, Ladies, some breaking news out of Disneyland. You know, there's been a lot of controversy um, about the wokeness, and Disneyland finally announced they have dropped Zippity-Doo-Dah from the Daily Parade playlist at Disneyland uh, because it was featured in the 1946 movie uh, Song of the South. And so now they say the song is racist. Uh, ladies, are you surprised that Disney has gone this far woke? No. No, yeah, no. I'm not. 
Uh, me either. Ask a six-year-old if they know Song of the South and their their uh, you know feelings on whether it should be banned because it's racist. No six-year-old knows that. No six-year-old cares. It's a happy dappy song, mm-hmm. and it's a fine song. And this is just stupid. But Disney apparently is intent on just committing Harry Carey. So, so here's yeah, what gets yeah. me about this: uh, zippity doodah is a make-believe word. It's made yeah. up, and the lyricist. They did that in all of their songs. Um, Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo from Cinderella, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from, from Mary Poppins, and so zippity doo So it's made up, so no one has been able to explain what exactly is racist about zippity doo Yeah, it's, other than, yeah, uh, uh, Uncle Remus, I guess. I remember watching the film as a kid and then not being triggered by it or anything, but you're right, it is all made up. And again, we all remember these. I mean, they do, they're, they're earworms, they stick in your brain, but they're certainly not racist. This is just more, it, it, well, you know, go woke, go broke. So we'll see what happens with Disney on this, but they seem to be doubling down. Yeah, they, they're doubling down because they know that no parent's going to deny their daughter the princesses, no matter yeah. how conservative they are. They know that. But I honestly thought it was written by one of Joe Biden's speechwriters. <laughs> or Joe Biden himself. <laughs> or Joe Biden himself. <laughs> by the way, I just love that, you know, Song of the Set says racist. Well, okay, it was based, it was a movie based in post-Civil War South. Yeah. A little white boy befriending an elderly black man. By the way, the Academy Award won two Academy Awards, one for Best Original Song, Mm Zippity-Doo-Dah, and James Baskett became the first black man to win an Oscar. And now we have to erase that movie from... And that just shows you how bonkers the culture is right now. It's shameful. Just shameful. Mm, All right. Uh, Ladies, one more story before we have to skedaddle. Uh, We talked briefly about this last week, uh, Mary Walter, at... CPAC, yes. the the Hershey's candy bar. Man, this thing has exploded. And our friend Liz Peaks used this as an example of people finally saying enough is enough. People are boycotting Hershey. They're tired of all this political correctness. Yeah, so here's the rub with this. You cannot make a good s'more without the Hershey bar. Mm. So so that's a problem. So I see this blowing over by summer, right, by summer season. They also make, you know, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and they yeah. make a whole bunch of other candies that people don't associate with Hershey's. So they're probably going to be fine. So my hunch is, is they're going to be fine. I love Jeremy's Candies for stepping up to the plate. They did it so quick. They're incredible. This guy is insane. Um, he also did it with Harry's Razors when Harry's went woke. Um, and he did the Jeremy bar, but the problem is, is that they're on sale for six twenty-five a bar. Sweet Lord! So I do. Yeah. Have to say, I was one of the ones that stepped up and did buy both with nuts and without nuts. You from did? Chocolate. Wow, you're so, rich. Yeah. Well, it was a little steep. I cringed a little bit when I was pushing that, you know, pay now button. But I think I'm one of four hundred thousand people who who decided to to do that. But I think you're right, Mary. I think it is going to blow over. And for me, when I found out that they make Reeses, it's like, oh. I know. Ugh. They got me. It's kind of like yeah, the princesses with Disney. They know. Mm, yep. Well, there you go. There you go. Again, Mounds Almond Joy. You know, <gasps> love the book. May I just say one more thing? I I can't speak for all women. I am aggrieved that I get a day. Right, I get a day, and then it's back to the laundry, sweetheart. Everybody else gets a month. Why do I get a day? It's a fair question. <laughs> Some people do get a month, don't they? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I Where say. Where do we go to complain? We need to do this. Let's do this. We lady days every day. <laughs> oh, wait a second. That, okay. I'm, 
Oh, boy. Uh, well, look, we, two of my favorite ladies, uh, Mary Walter, host of the Mary Walter Radio Podcast, Denise Quinn, radio station KYKN in beautiful Salem, Oregon. Ladies, hope you have a great International Women's Day. Thanks, well, God. Thank you, but I seriously do have to do laundry today. So that's that's that literally the reason I brought it up is because guess what's waiting for me? A load of laundry. So, oh geez, a load. Thanks, All right, Todd. thanks, ladies. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Bye. All right. Oh my goodness, there you go, folks. All right, we got to take a break here. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today, and I trust you are doing well. Yeah, I want to go back to this zippity-doo-dah story. This really, really gets me. It's so frustrating to see the cancel culture mob at its worst. And I've seen that firsthand here in Memphis. You know, they the whole argument about tearing down all the statues and tearing down the monuments and renaming the streets and tearing down buildings and digging up the dead bodies of confederate war generals the whole whole argument was if we did all of that we would be we would turn memphis into some sort of a of a race utopia where people of all races and backgrounds would get along and we would frolic through the streets and we would sing zippity doodah zippity hey okay well maybe not that but we would sing some we shall overcome and it would be it would be a brand new world and of course that hasn't happened as a matter of fact after they finished tearing down all the statues and renaming the streets and renaming the parks and digging up the dead confederate war general and his wife after they did all of that the city actually became a more dangerous place so you can make of that what you will but it is what it is and by the way, the parks where they remove these beautiful, massive statues, they they look like hell holes now. Just terrible. Trash all over the place, fencing up. It's a mess. And so now we have the Los Angeles Times reporting about this terrible situation at Disneyland. And we know that Song of the South has been under fire for many, many years now. But zippity doo is really one of the catchiest melodies out there right and you can't sing it without smiling that's the interesting thing right you just can't see try singing it with a frown on your face and it doesn't gonna, it's not going to work but all of this happened in the aftermath of the george floyd uh, killing back in 2020 and disneyland came out and said well we've got a we've got to tear down splash mountain and build something else because splash mountain is associated with song of the south and we think that song of the south is racist Nobody's ever stepped stepped up and said exactly what makes Song of the South racist. Nobody. But what I can tell you is that Song of the South was a, a, a film classic. The American Film Institute claims zippity doo as one of the top 50 film songs of all time. James Baskett, who was the star of the film, he played Uncle Remus, became the first black man to win an Oscar. Seems to me that's some history that we ought to be celebrating. 
Disneyland officials confirmed that a lyric from the song was removed from the parade soundtrack, but declined to comment further. Song of the South, which Disney chairman Bob Iger told shareholders was just not appropriate in today's world, employed racist tropes and painted a rosy picture of race relations in the antebellum South. The movie was based on a series of short stories by Joel Chandler Harris, who, by the way, got those stories from from individuals who were African-American that he knew growing up as a child. So at what point do we all just stand up to the cancel culture mob and say enough is enough? By the way, they also um, took down a sign in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It had a woman, and she had a sign that said, auction, take a winch for a bride. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's inappropriate, apparently. Can't, can't, can't do that. Oh, by the way, they also overhauled the Jungle Cruise to remove racist depictions of indigenous peoples. Oh, there you go. So anyway, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a fake controversy. It really is. It's all fake. It's all fake. And unfortunately, a generation of American children are not going to be able to learn about Song of the South. They're not going to be able to see the movie or read the storybooks because someone somewhere determined that that movie and that song is racist, even though the the words of the song mean absolutely nothing. A feel-good song now banished to the dustbin of the cancel culture mob. And again, I do believe that it would be a great day if the bluebird of happiness would just pay a visit over the cars of those woke busybodies. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Todd Stearns. Happy to have you with us today. And uh, by the way, now is a great time for you to head over to ToddStearns.com and check out all the information about our upcoming trip to Israel. Uh, we're taking 100 of our listeners to the Holy Land. This is going to be an incredible Stand With Israel tour, and we would love for you to join us. It's a first-class uh, event. You're going to love it. You're going to, the, the accommodation's unbelievable. And you need a good place to put your head at night because you're going to be busy during the day to, to, touring a lot of these sites. So all the information is over at toddsterns.com. Again, toddsterns.com for information on our upcoming trip to the Holy Land in November of uh, this year. All right. Well, there was an interesting um, incident in Queens, New York. You might have seen this video. It's gone viral. A large group of teenagers ransacked a restaurant in Queens, New York. The suspects are still on the loose. According to Fox News, the suspects entered Fish Village in College Point on Saturday morning and began trashing the place without saying anything. So it's not like somebody got you know, their order wrong or maybe they wanted shrimp and they got fish. The store manager says, I don't know what happened. And he says it's scary. Tony Hu is the manager. 
he said that um, they have no idea what this was really all about. Video shows masked teenagers flipping tables, throwing chairs, breaking dishes. He said the group largely consisted of Asians, but that some were Hispanic. About 30 customers were inside when it all happened. And again, the attack cost about $20,000 in damages to the restaurant. No arrests have been made. All young people, by the way. Folks, what is going on with our young people? I mean, they're all going bonkers. Are you blaming this on the China virus or bad parenting? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. I mean, if I was the restaurant owner, I would either have armed security there or give the staff members tasers. Do something. I mean, good grief. That's just terrible. They look like wild animals in there. This story from The Blaze, Candace Hathaway. During a budget and appropriations meeting on Thursday, this is happening in Oklahoma, Democrat State Representative Regina Goodwin referenced the diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda as God. That's uh, very uh, disturbing, to say the least, when we have, again, a state superintendent who does not want to have anything to do with diversity, equity, inclusion. DEI is in deity. Diversity, equity, inclusion is God. Uh-huh. So diversity, equity, and inclusion is God. And she also said anyone who opposes diversity, equity, and inclusion should be silenced. Now, her comments were in response to some legislation. It was called the Education Transparency Bill. That was offered up by Republican State Representative Chad Caldwell. Mr. Caldwell's legislation would require the Oklahoma Department of Education to allow parents to review their school's curriculum on an online transparency portal. In other words, mom and dad get to see what's happening inside that classroom. He said it is a simple, middle-of-the-road, common-sense solution. But Goodwin says it's a controversial bill. It would burden educators with government overreach. And I'm telling you, folks, it's all about the classroom. And these people are not mad. They're scared because they know now you're on to them. You are on to them. And they're terrified of that. And they're going to come out fighting. And I appreciate that she said what she said in a public setting. Unbelievable. But this is this is critical race theory. This, this is the sex and gender revolutionary crowd all wrapped up into one. One Twitter user wrote, she sounds like someone whose worldview has been thoroughly framed through womenist, black feminist liberation theology. And it's true. They're replacing God with the LGBT agenda. That's it, in a nutshell. I want to go back and play this audio again, just so you can hear it for yourself, because, again, they're replacing one religion with another religion. Take a listen. That's uh, very uh, disturbing, to say the least, when we have, again, a state superintendent who does not want to have anything to do with diversity, equity, inclusion, DEIs and deity. Diversity, equity, and is God. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. 
woke is is what does is woke does i'm telling you 844-747-8868 let's go to north carolina keith on the line keith what say you well hello Todd. beautiful day here i don't know about there but i called i've got a simple question for the lady who was so upset about the the diversity equity and inclusion let's assume that we do that then how do you choose who to fill the position you flip a coin do you pick a name out of a hat I mean, how do you know which one to choose? Well, it's a good question. I mean, ultimately, this is all about narrowing it down to a certain demographic of people. And, of course, the Democrats, they play by the racial identity cards. So, And they've got a whole pack of those cards, Keith. Well, let's say you've got a whole bunch of the diversity people there. Still yet, who do you choose? Well, you don't choose, you don't choose the white guy or the Asian guy. I'm just telling you, that's how it works. Well, such is life. It, yeah. it is, hey, and it's a, it's unfortunate, Keith. I mean, it really is. Have a great afternoon. All right, you too now. And that, that um, segues right into this story from the Daily Wire. Woke Virginia Middle School ignores whites and Asians when offering college prep courses. A middle school in Virginia sent a letter to parents offering college prep classes, urging black and Hispanic students to apply, but ignored white and Asian students. Why is our country going down this path? It's it's sad. But one of the reasons we talk about these stories is so that you can know, so that you can try to do something about it. There you go. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I've got to play this audio. This is great. So a, a city councilman, was trying to illustrate the work that a police officer does. So let's just say you've got to go serve a warrant. You execute the warrant, right? So you're completing a task. You're following through on a task. So you're executing this plan, executing that plan. Uh, It turns out that word now triggers people. Take a listen, cut nine. Officers have a duty under state law to to intervene, uh, not only in, in... circumstances like Tyree Nichols where they're held accountable, but but when someone's breaking the law and they offer discretion, but ultimately like they have it they have a charge when they take an oath of office post certified to to execute when someone is breaking the law. So uh, uh, yikes. Mr. Young, will you please remove that individual from the chambers? It words have multiple definitions. Like, like, it's been a long day. I just, I'm just not in the mood. Yeah, let's just go. I'm just not in the mood. (laughs) So just going right down the word executing, uh, that is now a triggering word uh, for leftists. (laughs) You can't make this, you just can't make this up. Oh, by the way, I meant to share from our first hour, this crazy city council meeting that I watched last night in Memphis where man they were going after uh they were going after white pro police people and also the nation of Israel which is just bonkers but i want you to listen this is one of the black activists who was openly calling out white people who were in attendance and by the way these people are supportive of law enforcement many of them have either been victims of crime or in fact um are victims of crime 
uh, and and they they're very concerned that the police have the resources they need to fight crime, no matter if it's in Memphis or Winston Salem, North Carolina, or San Antonio, it doesn't matter. But anyway, listen to how the whites were addressed in this crowd. Cut eleven. So um, I find it quite funny that today of all day is on the third reading of this um, ordinance. We have this whole group of white people that have opposition to these ordinances taking place. We've been here for every reading that has taken place this time. This is this is three. This is three readings though of this, and none of these white people were here to speak about their their lack of feeling safe. We don't feel safe with the police. I had a conversation with CJ personally and told her the same thing that I'm standing here telling y'all today. I never feel safe when it comes down to police. My siblings don't feel safe when it comes to police. The black people sitting in this room don't feel safe when it comes to police. But adding unmarked police cars to that makes it even more dangerous. It's a problem. I don't know who's pulling up on me if it's an unmarked car. How do I identify you? Because you got some lights. I can buy some lights on Amazon and put them in my window and identify myself as a police officer. So how is that making us safe? This is like literally common sense. I'm not going to bow down to the fears of white people that don't have to worry about the same things that I have to worry about when I'm being pulled over by the police. I'm not going to sit up here and listen to their white tears and their ignorance to what it looks like to be a black man like Terry walking around in the city of Memphis, a predominantly black city. So on that, I'm going to say, please pass these ordinances that we're asking you for. This is the third time we've come to y'all about these things, and y'all need to listen to us. We are the citizens that y'all need to listen to, not these white tears. Well, those white tears help pay the bills around this city, if I could just be so bold as to say that. So there was something very interesting about city council. I don't know if they do this in in your town, but when you go before the city council, you not only give your first and last name, you have to give your address. So you have to literally give the street address of your home. And this is broadcast across the entire city. And I just, I think it's a little unusual, but I mean, it seems to me that, you know, if they, if they really want to limit it to only people living in Memphis or wherever, then you would just have to supply your driver's license when you go in, right? That that's makes sense to me. So anyway, um, I got a text message during the show. Someone heard uh, the first hour of the program, and they reached out. They said, Todd, I'm listening right now to the radio show and the recap of the city council meeting that I attended last night. So this lady was at the city council meeting last night. My question is, are there any repercussions or actions that will be taken about the blatant threats that were made to, to those who spoke yesterday in opposition to the protesters? And this is the anti-cop crowd. And I wasn't quite sure what she was talking about, but, but she was sitting behind one of the leftists. And she said that that leftist was telling people to be sure to write down the names and the addresses of all the pro-police supporters. Is that not insane? So the insinuation here is that these people, the radicals that you just heard, you just heard one of them, that they're actually collecting all the names of the conservatives. What are they going to do with that information? Are they going to go knocking on their doors? Now, I say that because two years ago, these same activists showed up at the front door of the district attorney's office. She happened to be a Republican. She wasn't home, so they vandalized her home, and then they tried to set her house on fire. Nobody got arrested for that. So that could explain why a lot of people around the country don't necessarily like to go to these city council meetings because they don't want to become the targets of these leftist folks. 
this is like Nazi freaking Germany stuff right here. Because they want to silence you into submission. They want you to think that if you go to City Hall, that there's going to be a price to pay. That's what that's all about. It's happening at the national level with the FBI knocking on the doors of the school board members, and it's happening right here in Memphis, Tennessee at the city council meeting where you have all of these activists out there. And it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. And we're going to call them out on it. They do not intimidate us, and they never will. I don't care where you are. But I will say this. What they did to the people that lost loved ones that were in that crowd is shameful. Shameful. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. There's a lot going on right now up on Capitol Hill. There is an explosive hearing underway, a House Foreign Affairs Committee. Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, and we're going to play some of this audio tomorrow. This is happening in, in real time here. Sergeant Andrews was a Marine sniper. He was in Afghanistan during the American withdrawal when Biden ordered Americans out. And he testified um, of the moments leading up to that deadly blast at the Kabul airport. Uh, he says that he was thrown about 12 feet onto the ground, knew exactly what had happened. He opened his eyes to dead Marines, injured Marines lying all around him. Then a crowd of hundreds vanished, and uh, he was hit by uh, 100 to 150 ball bearings. Moments before the blast, he and his fellow Marines were providing security from a tower near the gate where the blast occurred. It was incredibly emotional testimony today. Armed with intelligence about a potential suicide bomber, Vargas Andrews and those with him actually spotted a person matching the suicide bomber's description. The Marines observed as the man engaged in suspicious behavior, they sent urgent warnings to leaders asking for permission to engage the suspected bomber. Does this remind you of anything, hashtag Benghazi? But Sergeant Vargas Andrews, who at one point was weeping, said that their request went unanswered. They were not given permission to engage the enemy, and as a result, the bomb was exploded and 13 U.S. service members were killed. The Marine asked for their battalion commander to come to the tower. They confirmed the individual met the description of the suspected bomber. They presented the commander their evidence while assuring him of the ease of fire on the suspect and asked for authority to shoot, but they were never given permission. It's Benghazi all over again. Literally Benghazi all over again. Congresswoman, uh, pardon me, Congressman Corey Mills telling Fox News Digital the proceedings which will continue. And by the way, this is the first hearing on Afghanistan, first one since the Republicans took control. And the American people deserve to know what happened. Those 13 gold star families deserve to know what happened. 
and it's absolutely shocking, shocking. He said, plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. The withdrawal was a catastrophe, in my opinion. There was an inexcusable lack of accountability. So we're going to get into more of this tomorrow on the program. Just unbelievable, unbelievable. So we'll have that video up. You can watch it over at ToddSterns.com. All right, folks, been a great show today. We're going to be back tomorrow doing it all over again. Senator Rick Scott from Florida among our special guests. You get out there and be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.